0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and holy to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So that trip to Jerusalem was a very long trip for them. I don't know. I didn't go to um, the internet to try to find out, but I went to pick the maps in the back of my Bible and I took the the measurement of the key and measured out and it looks like a straight line down to Jerusalem is about 60 miles. That would be as the crow flies. And so if you consider that with the mode of transportation they had at the time that Jesus was born, that's a huge trip that they had to take with a baby. And of course, the purification rites were that Mary was to go and be purified so that Once after she had had the baby, 40 days after the birth, she was supposed to present herself to the priests. And so she did that by going and also taking that firstborn child, the one that opens the womb, is supposed to be the one who is dedicated back to God. That was a huge amount of... Hassle for a young couple with a newborn, 40 days old, to take on. And yet they were committed. They were committed to do something. And because they did that, the spirit comes out in Simeon's prayer and song. Now we've jumped back to the book of Luke again, because Luke tells us all these stories, these birth narratives. And this is kind of the conclusion of the birth narrative in Luke. And just glancing through those first two chapters, now we're in the middle of chapter 2, And just glancing through there, the spirit has been active. Luke brings out this spiritual thing that's happening. The spirit is there pushing Zechariah as he's praying in the temple. And then the spirit tells him, you will have a son. And that son, of course, is John the Baptist, who comes to Zachariah and Elizabeth when she is old, when they are both old. And then again, the Spirit's, Spirit moves Mary to sing the Magnificat, her, her song that she, My Soul Magnifies the Lord. And all that is in with me praises his holy name. And so that Magnificat comes out of Mary because the spirit has moved her. The angel has tapped her on the shoulder. And now again, we find the baby coming to the temple and Simeon being moved But there's a lot more to this story, and it only begins us with the story, of course, of Jesus' life and how he touched people and how he pointed out the truth in their lives and how he continues to point out the truth in our lives. Barbara Brown Taylor tells a story about how she went to a retreat one time and there were about 70 people there and the opening was asking people to share a story about how they saw Jesus in someone else who had touched their life. So after some time of thinking about it, one person got up and told the story about how a friend had stuck by her even through a very long illness when all of her other friends had deserted her. Someone else told a story about a man who had become like a father to him because his own dad had checked out. And she said, we were all sitting there feeling like we were in church, comforted, and feeling holy about this time together. When someone stood up and said... I started thinking right away how who it was who said to me or who would tell me the truth so much about myself that I would want to kill him. And she said it popped our bubble. It brought us back to the reality that Jesus might not be all that pleased with some of the things we do either. That although we try to act holy, we can't be perfect. And so the church challenges us all the time. Every Sunday we come here and try to think about our sins. Try to think about ways that we didn't stand up as well as we could have or speak out like we should have. Or maybe about the times that we were virtue signaling and acting like we were better than someone else. Or maybe about the time we didn't bother to talk to someone Because they scared us or offended us. In churches and outside of churches, there are people that offend us that maybe help us to become better, who help us to be stronger and more resilient, to help us to find ways to grow. None of us want to do that. None of us want to deal with someone who is offensive to us. And yet, that's what we're expected to do. That's what we're asked to do every day help ourselves grow, become responsible. Not that easy. Not that easy when you live in a bubble of people who are telling you you're a good person or telling you all the nice stories. It's easier to stay in that bubble. And yet God pushes us and wants us to grow, and that actually gives our lives meaning. Becoming responsible makes us stand up and feel better about ourselves. If we take on the the role of being the victim who doesn't can't hear anything that we don't like to hear or can't see what's in our hearts and why we all have this selfish thing that pulls us along and pushes us to look better than other people or to feel better about ourselves than other people, then we've missed the point. We need to find that time to grow. Each one of us does. And that's what the church is meant to be. A group of a bunch of different people who know they're not perfect, who come together to say to each other, I have sinned. I need to grow. I need to to live through better. I need to pray more often. Or I need to remember to pray my list. Or I remem- I need to remember to go say hello to my neighbor who's lonely. Whatever it is whatever this pull it is that's pulling you today. I challenge you to think about that couple with a newborn baby and it obviously didn't have much money. In fact, one of the commentators says that when um, Jesus was brought in to be dedicated, it says two turtle doves or... Two pigeons, what what did it say? Something like that? Two small birds anyway, or relatively large birds. But you could, you could bring in a lamb too. Not Joseph and Mary because they didn't have money to bring in a lamb or to buy a lamb once they got to Jerusalem. And so that was an acceptable offering. An offering that gave them their son back. That paid, that redeemed them. As they gave their son, it was their payment to God so that they could keep him in a way. Now, I'm not saying we should all become Orthodox Jews and walk to Jerusalem. Of course not. I am saying that God always is there. The Holy Spirit is always there to tickle us and to push us and to help us to grow in love toward one another and in love of God. May you be blessed in finding ways for yourself to grow so that your life will also have that kind of meaning that is so important in our world today. In Jesus' name, amen.